Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, even though it's raining outside and we had tornado watches and everything else, but we made it through. Amen. I prayed last night that nothing would happen and, and nothing did. So God, <clears throat> excuse me, always takes care of us. Amen. Well, have you decided to follow Jesus this morning? Amen. I keep having that song in my spirit. I have decided to follow Jesus. Amen. And though none go with me, still I will follow. Amen. The world behind me, the cross before me. Have you decided to follow Jesus this morning? Amen. You know, the world's uh, bad. It's an evil place. It's getting worse all the time. But the Lord is coming back soon. Amen. He's going to make it right. He's going to rescue Israel. Amen. We need to keep Israel in our prayers. But like I said, have you decided to follow Jesus this morning? You know, I don't care what happens in my life. And it's something that we all have to say in our spirit and make up our mind and be determined no matter what happens in our life. Amen. No matter if bad things happen, we have to follow Jesus. Amen. Whether you're rich or poor or whether things are good at home or not or good on the job or not or you have a car or you have a house or you have a lot of money or a good job or not, we have to decide to follow Jesus. You know, there's believers all over the world that are in much worse shape than us and uh, our pastors can uh, testify to that, you know, but we still, even though it's a bad bad place and it's getting worse but we still have freedom amen to start our own church to come and worship the lord to praise him to sing for jesus to dance for jesus to clap for jesus to praise jesus's name amen and that's what we're here to do this morning amen let's pray dear heavenly father we come to you god this sunday morning right here in family worship center athens tennessee god we pray god that the holy spirit will be upon each and every person in this room, Lord Jesus, and those watching through the internet and through Facebook, Lord Jesus. It'll just be like the book of Acts, Lord Jesus. It'll just be like the day of Pentecost, Lord God, when they were all with one accord in one place and cloven tongues like as of fire set upon each of them. They spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, Lord Jesus. This is the power, Lord Jesus. This is the refreshing, Lord Jesus. This is what we need, Lord Jesus. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We pray that it'll come this morning in a new and mighty and marvelous way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Get on the gospel ship. It's going to sail away. Get on that gospel ship. It's going to sail away. It's gonna sail away. It just might be leaving here today. And there'll be no sorrow there. So you better get on board. And there's still room for you if you'll just trust the Lord. But the devil's always waiting for those who are left behind. Kneel down and pray while you still have the time. 
trip in that good old gospel ship. I'm going sailing through the air. You know that I'm going to take a trip. Oh, in that good old gospel ship. And I'm going far beyond that starry sky. Well, I'm going to shout and sing until the heavens ring. When I bid this old world goodbye. Well, I can scarcely wait. And I'm going far beyond that starry sky You know that I'm gonna shout and sing Until the heavens ring When I bid this old world goodbye Well, if you're ashamed of me Well, you have no cause to be for with Christ I am an heir And if too much fault you find You're gonna surely be left behind While I go sailing through the air You know that I'm gonna take a trip In that good old gospel ship and I'm going far beyond that starry sky. You know that I'm going to shout and sing until the heavens ring when I bid this old world goodbye. Well, I can scarcely wait.
song they were singing about leaving going to meet the lord amen we're get on the gospel ship it's going to sail away it's going to happen the bible says it's going to happen the trumpet's going to sound one day the dead in christ are going to rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to be with the lord forever to meet him in the clouds and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You know, we were talking this morning about storms last night and, you know, a lot of people, they get real panicky and scared when thunder starts cracking and some people are real paranoid. They'll stay up all night long when, you know, we were talking about Miss Grace said, I, I heard something about her and I just said, Lord, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to sleep all night. If it's my time to go, you just take me on. Amen. I thought that's the attitude we need to have. I mean, we don't have to worry ourselves sick about stuff, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being cautious about things like that. You know, using common sense, but ultimately your life is in the God's hands and you're not going anywhere till he says it's time to go. Amen. So you need to understand the devil ain't in control. The Lord is in control. Praise the Lord. We're going to take up the offering this morning. Good to see everybody. Amen. Hope you're doing good today in spite of the weather. At least it's warm somewhat. 
can handle warm weather with a little bit of rain rather than cold weather. The bones don't like the cold, do they? <laughs> well, the younger people don't understand that yet, but when they hit those 40s and 50s, they will. <laughs> We're going to take up the offering. Thank you to everybody that helps us, those of you watching online. We pray that the Lord will bless you. I, I believe the Lord wants to touch us this morning. I believe he wants to speak to us. You're not here by accident. Whatever's going on in your life, there's an answer for it. His name is Jesus. I said, his name is Jesus. He's the answer for every problem that you have watching through the Internet. He's the answer for your problem. This world has no answers. I would, the song said, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. The world pulls. The world says, come do this, come do that. But in the end, it's all going to be worth it if you just turn your back, like Adam said, on the world and say, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. With that said, give this morning. We know the Lord will bless you. God, The Bible said God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Do you give cheerfully to the work of the Lord? If you do, God will bless you. Let's pray. Father, we ask you to have your way this morning. We ask you to move in this place. We ask you to touch us. We ask you to speak to our hearts today. Lord, I ask that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon your people today. Lord, I pray that you bless those that give, Lord, whether they have much or whether they have little, Lord, bless them and meet every need that they have, Lord. Touch them, speak to them, save people today, heal people today. Those that are sick, Lord, you're able to touch those bodies. You're able to heal these sick bodies, Lord. You're able to touch the feeble bodies, Lord. You're able to bring strength to the inner man. And Lord, we look to you today for everything we need. Move through the internet today. Touch those that are watching. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. For a long time I traveled Down a long, lonely Pond Man.
Amen. He's a mountain mover. Mm. Praise the Lord. I provided for that family. And yes, I can even move mountains with faith the size of a mustard seed. <laughs> Amen. So I tell you to hold on today to me. Praise God. Praise God. I remind you again, my little flock, that I love you, that I gave my life for you. So I tell you to surrender the things of this world unto me. Praise God. Praise the Lord. What do you have in your hand? All it takes is a little with the Lord. He don't need a lot. He just needs a little bit of faith. Amen. David was a little bitty guy, but he had faith. And his big God took care of the giant. The devil will try to tower over you and intimidate you and ridicule you, but you need to remind him who Jesus is. Amen. Greater is he that lives in you than he that is in this world. Remember, you got somebody on the inside. Amen. The world don't have what we have. Amen. They don't have a way to make it through their problems. We got a way. Amen. Amen. As the Lord was saying, surrender these issues. Surrender the problems. Give them to him. Lay them down. Let him 
have them. You can't handle them. You can't fix people. You can't change people. You can't change your situation. The Lord is the only one that can do what needs to be done. And it's a hard lesson for us to learn, ain't it? But praise God, he's teaching us how to learn it. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a, what a message. Praise the Lord from the Lord. Amen. The Lord's touching people this morning. I don't know what your problem is, but I know who the one is that can handle your problem. Amen. You got a problem that's too big to solve. Don't look to man. Look to God. Amen. And when he shows his power, you'll be saying, look what the Lord has done. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles this morning, go with me to the book of John chapter 12. It's good to see everybody again this morning. Hope that you're having a blessed week. And glad to see everybody. You know, they were was watching SBN the other night, and they were talking about end-time prophecy in the book of Revelation and this new Jerusalem that's coming down from God out of heaven and how big this thing is going to be here upon the earth. And, you know, Brother Swaggart asked the question. He said, how many people believe, who really believe that this is going to happen? And he looked out into the audience of their church, and he said, where is everybody If people really believe it, why are they not here? Why are they not in church? Why? What's what's wrong? And and it made me think for a minute, you know, about some things. And I heard Brother Donnie say, you know, that since COVID, he said there's been like a 40% drop-off in church attendance. And I thought there's there's been a great decline. People have fallen away from the Lord. But the truth is they don't have to. You don't have to fall away from the Lord. You don't have to backslide. You don't, I'm not saying everybody leaves the churches in that condition, but most of the time when people get out of church, they get away from the Lord, there's, it's because there's something going on in here that they're not letting God deal with. And it's a priority thing. Church is a priority thing. People need to get their priorities in order. You know, and it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. But I've said that to say I'm thankful to see everybody at church this morning. And I hope you come back tonight. Don't drop off, drop in. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 12, verse 44 says this, Jesus cried and said, He who believes on me believes not on me but on him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. We'll read that again. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world but to Save the world. He who rejects me and receives not my words has one who judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment that what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is everlasting or life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak thereof, even as the Father said unto me, so 
I speak. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you this morning for your power, for your spirit. We thank you for speaking to us and telling us, Lord, the things that you're telling us, Lord, and helping us to learn to lay things down, to give our issues to you, Lord, to give the problems to you, to give the things that we cannot handle, to turn them over to Jesus. And, Lord, I pray this morning, God, that you would move this morning. I pray that you anoint me, that you would help me to bring your word out, God, that you would touch the people here today, Lord, that people and people watching through the camera, if there's people that are not right with you, Lord, they're not where they need to be, I pray that conviction would come. I pray that if there are people that are watching, Lord, that are not saved, that they, today would be the day that they would open their heart to accept Jesus Christ so that their life can be changed by the power of God. Lord, I ask you to have your way this morning to speak to us, Lord. We know, God, that, that time is running out, that there's coming a day of judgment, Lord, for all who reject you, all who refuse to open their heart, Lord. We pray, God, that you would move in this earth, move in this world, move in the United States of America, put people under conviction, Lord, deal with them, Lord, touch them and help them, Lord, to see that darkness is approaching more and more, but there is a safe haven in Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you this morning for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. In John chapter 12 here, Jesus has been doing teaching, traveling, ministering, as he did when he began his ministry. And he he was trying to make himself known to the people. That's what I want to say. He was trying to make himself known to Israel that he indeed was the Messiah, that he indeed was the one that had been prophesied about thousands and hundred years before that would come into the world to save men from their sins, to be a king, to deliver the people, listen, not from an oppression in an economy, but to deliver people from their sins. You know, the, that's the purpose of the gospel. The purpose of Jesus Christ coming in the book of, is it Matthew or Luke, where the story is told of we're about to celebrate Christmas, right? The, the, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, and it tells the genealogy and talks about his parents and everything, and then it explains to us how that, that an angel appeared to Mary and spoke to her and said, you're going to have a son. You're going to birth a seed. You're going to call his name Jesus because he shall save his people from their sins. There's your Christmas message. I said, there's your Christmas message. Jesus is not a little baby laying in a manger. He's a king sitting by the right hand of the Father in heaven right now. He was crucified, buried, and raised from the dead. He finished the work to deliver men from their sins. And the Bible says he now sits by the right hand of the Father in glory, in power, in majesty. And the Bible says that we, those who know him, are seated with him in heavenly places. Where are you sitting this morning? 
Some of you don't look so good. Where are you sitting this morning? You don't look so good spiritually. Where are you sitting this morning? I know you're here in Family Worship Center, but where are you sitting spiritually? Who is your trust in? Who is your faith in? Who, who are you looking to to help you through your problems? Who are you looking to to deliver you from your, your sins? Who are you looking to to give you your joy, to give you your peace? You're not going to find it in this world. You're not going to find it from the doctor. You're not going to find it in a psychologist or a psychiatrist. You're only going to find the peace that you need in Jesus Christ. You're only going to find the deliverance you need from that bondage in Jesus Christ. He was teaching and preaching everywhere he went. And he was trying to get Israel, to get the Jews to understand that it was he that had been prophesied about that would come into the world. He worked so many miracles. He performed so many miracles. He opened blinded eyes. He opened deaf ears. He he set he he took lepers and he cleansed them of their leprosy. He raised people from the dead. It had never been done before, but when he came, Lazarus was dead for four days. But when Jesus showed up, he came forth from the grave. When Jesus reached out and said, Lazarus, come forth. I need to show people that I am the ruler over death. It doesn't matter. Death is as bad as it gets. And, and if, if I just let somebody die and just go away for three or four days and let people realize there's no hope for this man and when I show up, then maybe people will believe that I am who I say I am. Maybe God is just letting some stuff die in your life right now and some of you feel like you're in a graveyard because Jesus wants to show up and show you his glory. Jesus wants to show up and show you his power and until something dies you can't see the power of God. I said until something is just hopeless and a situation that you just lost in and you feel like there is no more hope that's when God says I'm going to show up and I'm going to show out. I'm going to show you the devil ain't in control. I'm in control. The devil ain't in control of death. I'm in control of death. You might think the devil's going to hold somebody in bondage the rest of your, their life, but God is allowing them to go there because he wants to get them down to the bottom, praise God. He wants them to see nothing but darkness and death so that when they get sick of it, they'll say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Come on, somebody. Are you alive this morning? God will show up at the last minute. He ain't like us. Some of us wouldn't show up at all after somebody done us wrong, did something bad, <laughs> write people off. He don't do that. He deals with people. He's dealing with people today. He's dealing with the unbelief in people. He's trying to reach out. He's trying to save people. He's trying to let people know who he is today. He's just as real today as he was when he walked the earth 2,000 years ago. He was ministering, preaching. And I want to read you some of the things that he said to to get where I want to go this morning. Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while... Is the light with you. Walk while you have the light. America better wake up. Christians had better wake up. Walk while you have the light. Lest darkness come upon you. 
For he who walks in darkness knows not where he goes. I'm going to tell you, if you're lost without Jesus, you don't know where you're going. You can't find your way around spiritually. You don't know where you're going. If you're lost without God, if you're an alcoholic, if you are addicted to drugs, if you're smoking dope, if you're getting drunk, if you're you're fornicating and you're living uh, according to the sins of the world, look, you don't know where you're going. You are stumbling around in darkness and that is no life. That ain't nothing but a life of hell on earth. Not knowing where you're going, not what knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, where you're going when you die, and there's fear, and there's torment, and the world today, that's right where they are, walking in darkness. They're stumbling around, and they go from here to there, to here to there, and go to this person, and to that person, to this doctor, to that doctor, trying to find a fix for their problems. Today, I want to tell you, look no further. The light is come. The light is here. His name is Jesus, and you don't have to walk Walk in darkness. Jesus said this. These are the words of the Lord. And I believe them because I lived them. I lived it for 30 years. I walked in darkness. I walked bound by alcohol. I walked bound by the devil like some of you. Not knowing where I was going. Stumbling around, just trying to make it from day to day, miserable inside, empty inside, darkness inside, messed up in the mind. See, that's life without God. You go to bed miserable and you get up miserable and you go to work miserable and you get drunk on the weekend and you get up the next day and you're still miserable. It ain't no life, folks. The devil has a counterfeit. He uses that stuff to try to keep God's people bound. And the world, he got the world and some of God's people bound. Walking in darkness. He said, while you have the light, believe in the light. Let me ask you this morning, do you have the light? You better be putting it into action. You better be putting it into practice. This I know God ain't going to get it. To know God, you got to know Jesus. You better hear me. I'm going I'm to bring it out from the Word this morning. I said, to know God, you got to know Jesus. To know the true God, you have to know the Son. He is the light. He said, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may be the children of light. Hello, we need to be the children of light this morning. The world lives in darkness. The church is supposed to be separate. We don't act like them. We don't drink like them. We don't talk like them. We don't walk like them. We don't live like them. We have the light of the gospel. We are a peculiar people. So let them laugh at you. Let them mock at you. Let them ridicule you. But you just keep on walking in the light because one day the trumpet's going to sound and you're going to go to heaven and you're going to spend eternity in the light. The Bible says Jesus is going to be the light of that city. It's not going to have need of the sun or the moon or the stars because the Lamb is the light thereof. So you better start walking in the light right now because one day you're going to enter into the full light. It said, and though he had done so many miracles, 
before them, yet they believe not on him. He had done so many miracles in front of people's faces. Have you seen God work a miracle in your life? Have you ever seen God do something in your life that you know was an absolute miracle? But everybody around you didn't see it as a miracle. But you see in the spiritual, God working miracles in your life. It said they believed not on him. They could not believe on him because the scripture had prophesied that these Jews that he was appealing to, his own people, because of their stubbornness, because of their pride, because of their unbelief, because of their misunderstanding of the scriptures, they couldn't accept that Jesus was the Son of God, that this was the King, this was the Redeemer, who come not to sit on the throne and make everybody rich. That ain't the gospel. He came to die on the cross to make everybody free. You see, there's two messages there. One is all about stuff and money, and the other is about your soul. I'll take the one about my soul. Amen, because eternity is going to be a long time to be wrong. You can, have, you can have the wealth and the riches and everything upon this earth, but if you die lost without Jesus Christ, you have lost everything. And you can live on this earth as poor as poor can be, but praise God, when you leave this earth, you're going to be rich as rich can be. When you enter into the presence of God, the Bible said that they that the scripture said that he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts. In other words, when, when a person rejects the gospel, listen to me today, rejects the gospel. I want to make this as strong as I can this morning for everybody in here and you watching through the internet. When you reject the gospel, when you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, when you hear it, okay, that's God's way of telling you that He's dealing with you. That's God's way of telling you that He wants to save you. That's God's way of telling you that He wants to pull you out of darkness because it's not what you do that will get you to heaven. It's what you hear and what you believe. So when you hear the gospel and you throw it off, you don't get better, you get worse. Every time God gives a man the opportunity to hear the gospel and they hear it and they reject it, he don't get better, he only gets worse. I go back to my own life. How many times did I hear it and every time I rejected it, I didn't get better, I only got harder. But thank God the Lord looked through and said, I got a remedy for your little hard heart, boy, and you're going to reject me for so long, but I'm going to push you into a corner one day where you ain't got no way out and I'm going to convict you and I'm going to give you one more chance to open up your heart and let my power come into your life and when you do I'm going to turn your life around I'm going to make a testimony out of you I'm going to save you I'm going to pull you out of bondage and I'm going to call you to preach the gospel to the whole world and I'm glad today he gave me one more chance One more chance. And he's still offering to people one more chance. 
as hard as people are, he still offers one more chance. And the more you reject, the worse you get. I've seen this play out over the years with people that I knew God was dealing with. I've seen him, watched it. And every time they push it aside, every time, just get a little harder, a little harder, a little harder. I've watched people come through the doors of this church down through the years. We've seen it. Young families with children, a mother saved, a father not saved, a mother unsaved, a father saved. And seeing as the Spirit of God would begin to deal with one or the other, and all of a sudden one would grab a child and put the child in his arms and just get real occupied with the child, ignoring the call, the tug, using the child as a crutch. Seen it too many times. Only to see people go on to never make it. You can't make it without Jesus. You can't. You can try. You can think you're Mr. Tough Guy, but you'll find out. The toughness will run out. You'll be broken. And God, God has a way of putting people in a corner. God has a way of putting you so far down flat on your back with no way up and no way out. And look, he does it because he loves people. He wants people to come to him. It said that they rejected him. Their hearts were hardened. They couldn't see and they could not understand with their heart who he was. And he wanted, said he wanted to convert them and heal them. Convert you, save you, and heal you of what? Heal you of all your past miseries. Heal you of the pain. Heal you because life without Jesus ain't nothing but pain and hurt. All you do is carry pain and hurt. And you're all, usually it's somebody pointing a finger at somebody else. Well, it's your fault that I'm like I am. I don't want to hear that garbage. It's your fault that you're like you are. It's your rejection of God that's put you where you are. It's your denying. It's your pushing aside the power of God that will bring you to the place that you are. So nobody here has any, nobody has any latitude to point a finger at anybody else and say, I'm like I am because you may me like this. No, you're like you are because you've been pushing away the voice of God. You've been pushing away the Spirit of God because when you open up and let Him come in, all of a sudden you'll realize she ain't your problem. You are your problem. Come on, somebody. Look in the mirror. If you want to find your problem today, go home. Look no further than the mirror and say, oh, I see the real problem. I'm the one that needs changing. Until a man can admit that, he ain't getting anything. <laughs> Learned the hard way. Still learning it. The Bible said many of the people believed on him. Many did believe on him, but many didn't. Many saw the miracles that he performed and it brought them to the knowledge and understanding that this is indeed the son of the living God and they believed in him so they, they were saved. But many did not believe on him. Many, and let me tell you who some of those people were, the chief rulers. It said, nevertheless, among the chief rulers also, many of them, they believed on him 
But here's the problem. It said, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they be put out of the synagogue. You know what? This church ought to be packed this morning because the truth is here. Jesus is here. But they won't show up because they're scared of the Pharisees. They're scared of the religious opposition. And listen, you can't say that you believe in Jesus and and he's your Lord and, and he's your Savior, but you can't confess him to others. Come on, somebody. Uh-uh. That this, you, you, can't, you can't hide a relationship with Jesus. You, uh, you can, when the light comes in, the light starts shining. You can't hide it, but so many people, that's right where they are. They, they believe, they know, or they've heard the gospel, but they won't go to the point of confessing Him, accepting Him, because they're worried about what somebody thinks about them. Well, what's my Baptist family gonna think? What's my this gonna think? What's that gonna think? I don't care what you think. I'm confessing in Jesus before the whole world I ain't ashamed of him he saved my soul he set me free my God he filled my soul with some power I got some peace I got some joy so I sure ain't gonna let you take it away I don't care what you think I don't care what the Baptists think I don't care what you you deadbeat Methodists think I don't care what the Lutherans think I don't care what Catholics think I ain't denying Jesus because what you think about me I got a savior this morning. I got a relationship this morning. So let them laugh at you. Let them mock at you. Let them call you crazy this Christmas season. Let them call you a fanatic because you go to church. You read your Bible. You pray. You post scripture on the internet instead of stupidity. Let them mock at you. Problem is people they say they believe in God. But where's Jesus? I say that over and over, and I believe it so strongly in my heart. I don't want to hear people talk about knowing God, and they never talk about Jesus. And I've seen enough of it in my lifetime. Because, listen, again, you can't know the Father until you know the Son. (laughs) Because the sun is the way to the Father. And when the sun comes in, the light's going to show up. And when the light shows up, conviction's going to come. When the light shows up, everybody ain't going to want to hang, keep hanging around you. Some of your family members are going to think you went loony to them. They're going to say, you, you're off your rocker. You go to that church. Why do you go to that church? That loud mouth running around spitting preacher. Wait, wait, hey, he's crazy. What's wrong with you? Ain't you embarrassed to go there? I ain't embarrassed to be a part of God's church. I ain't embarrassed to be a, a part of a called out one's praise God. I ain't embarrassed to say I'm a child of the king. I ain't embarrassed to say I've been delivered from the bondages of darkness I ain't embarrassed I want everybody to know that it's Jesus 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 when he comes into your heart you quit talking stupid you'll be praising with the ones you were mocking at (laughs) They they believed on him many believed on him but they wouldn't confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue. So you got to draw a line. 
you, you're either going to stay in religion or you're going to be put out. There's no in-betweens. You're going to stay in religion with the blinded bunch or you're going to come out to where the light's shining. And it said, they love the praises of men more than the praise of God. There it is. They love the praises of men more than the praise of God. They love the praises of men more than they love God. They, they, they care more about what men think about them than what God knows about them. How, how do you live your life this morning? Who are you concerned with? Is it man or is it God? Are you more worried about what people in the job think about you, what people in church think about you, people in your family think about you, or are you more concerned about what God knows about you? Don't you want God's approval? If you want God's approval, you're going to be rejected by a lot of people. You ain't going to have a bunch of friends. I know people don't like to hear that. You're not going to have a bunch of friends. When light comes in, the darkness gets dispelled. And those that are walking in the light can't walk with those walking in darkness. Oh, God help me. Jesus cried. And he said, he who believes on me, believes not on me, but on him who sent me. That's the Father. So he's saying, look, me and the Father are one. And he's been telling who he is. I, my Father, I don't speak unless I hear my Father tell me to speak. Boy, we, when we can learn to get there. <laughs> We're not there yet, are we? Sometimes we speak out of turn, don't we? Sometimes we speak quicker than we should, don't we? But he said, I speak what I hear my Father telling me to say. And what he's speaking right now, he's hearing from the Father. And he's trying to convince them that he is who he says he is. And he says, if you're going to know me or know the Father, you got to know me. He said, he believes not on me, but on him who sent me. He said, and he who sees me, sees him who sent me. If you see, see, when you sing the Son... Now you're getting an understanding of the Father. I said when you see the Son, S-O-N, and you come into a relationship with Him, now you have access to the Father. Because the Son is the way to the Father. This is what makes Christianity different from all of the religions of the world. Because most of your other religions say there's another way. They say there's more than one way. They say there's many paths to God. But the Bible says there's one way to God. And it's through Jesus Christ and what he came to do on the cross. He said, he who sees me, he sees him who sent me. He says, when you're looking at me, you're looking at the Father. The Father has sent me to come to this earth. He said, I am come a light into the world. I am come a light. He says, I'm here to bring light in this darkened religious world. 
Let me tell you, when the light shows up, it exposes the darkness. It's amazing that, that the hatred against the nation of Israel right now, it is amazing, it is astounding at the hatred, the animosity, the garbage that comes over television that tries to proclaim Israel in a negative light and tries to have, have mercy upon the enemies that are trying to destroy them when that nation was created by God himself to be a light to the world and one day that light will be there. It will be shown. It will be revealed when all of Israel will be saved when they come to the knowledge and understanding that Jesus Christ in indeed is the Messiah when he comes back the second time without sin under salvation and they see the nails in his hand when they see the king of glory come and set foot upon the Mount of Olives and he puts all the enemies under his feet praise God the Bible says all of Israel shall be saved and the king himself will be the light praise God I said the king himself will be the light of this world They want you to believe that Israel are the evil ones. They're the wicked ones for defending themselves. And the enemies are the ones you need to have pity upon. About like our justice system, isn't it? Isn't it like the Bible predicts when they'll call good evil and evil good? The whole justice system is backwards today. But when the light comes in... (laughs) When the light shows up, he said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. Boy, I tell you, I was reading that. I was coming unglued every time I read it. Because when I read it, all I can do is feel it. I'm so glad the light came into my soul. I'm so glad I lost Budweiser. I lost Redman. I lost Marlboro. I lost a lot of sin. I'm so glad I lost a filthy mouth. I'm so glad. Come on, somebody. I'm so glad today that when the light showed up, the darkness started getting out. Is anybody in here alive today? Has the light penetrated your dark soul? Has the light driven some stuff out of your house? Because that's the purpose of the light. The light is there to get rid of the darkness. So if you call yourself a Christian and you're still living in darkness, you ain't walking in no light. You're deceived. Because when the light comes in, praise God, the darkness is getting out of the house because the devil can't dwell where the power of God dwells. Jesus and Satan can't live in the same house when the light shows up, you're going to be delivered from your darkness. Your soul is going to be transformed. You're not going to see things the way you always seen them. When you read the Word of God, it's going to open up to you and say, my God, I've never seen anything like this. What in the world? How, how did I miss this for all these years? That's how I was when I got saved. Why didn't I listen to my mama? Why didn't I? It really is as good as she was telling me. The power of God is real. You can be changed. Not through yourself, through the light. You can be delivered from your misery through the light. You can be set free from your bondage through the light. When Jesus comes in, the darkness has to go. 
This is the reason Jesus came to die on the cross, to be crucified, buried, and raised from the dead. He shed his blood. He gave himself as a sacrifice for your sins and for my sin to break the power of the devil, to drive darkness out of your house. So when you believe in Jesus, when you open your heart, there ain't no question about it. The darkness is going to leave your house. You ain't going to live like you always lived. You ain't going to talk like you always talk. You ain't going to walk like you always walk. You ain't going to keep drinking. You ain't going to keep cussing. You ain't going to keep dipping. You ain't going to keep smoking. You ain't going to keep fornicating. A change is coming because darkness is leaving. (laughs) Some of y'all look like you never heard this before. You came to the right church today. You're hearing the right gospel today. You're hearing the truth today. You turned on the right program today. Darkness. Without Jesus, we live in darkness. You and I live in spiritual darkness, stumbling around, don't know where you're going. You can be the brightest mind. You can have the greatest education. You can have the greatest IQ. But if you don't know Jesus, you're walking around in darkness, spiritual darkness. He said, whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. The whole purpose of the gospel, the whole purpose of the cross is to dispel darkness in here. That means you're going to be changed. You're not going to live the way you always lived. The Holy Ghost is going to clean your house out. (laughs) And you know what? You'll be happy. You'll be glad. Because you'll realize you didn't do it. Somebody greater than you did it. And that's what God wants. Listen, Matthew chapter 4, and we'll give you some scriptures. The Bible said that the people which sat in darkness saw a great light. And to them which sat in the region in the shadow of death, light is sprung up. And from that time, Jesus, for Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's a message that's been lost. Repentance. It's time to turn around, change your mind, believe in Jesus, and repent of your sins. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We're coming to a close. We're coming to the end of times. Time is running out. It's only getting darker, but the gospel is still the same. Repent and let Jesus Christ come into your heart and he'll drive the darkness out of your house. The light will show up. Matthew chapter 4, the Bible says, Jesus went about all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all the sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those... Don't you tell me the Lord can't change anybody. Lunatic? (laughs) We're all, in some way or another, we were lunatics, weren't we? (laughs) Possessed with devils, 
guided by demon spirits. Satan had a hold on you, dragging you from one end of town to the other. Huh. It said, and he, and those that had the palsy, it said he healed them. And he wants to heal you today of your sin. John chapter 1 says, the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehends it not and there was a man sent from God whose name was John the same came for a witness to bear witness of that light that all men through him might believe see John's message was a message of repentance also to point people to the one who was just about to come after him the Savior Jesus Christ It said, John, he was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, look, which lights every man that comes into the world. When Jesus Christ comes into your heart and into your life, he lights your soul. He lights every man. That's every man who accepts him into their heart. He lights your soul on fire. Said he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave he the power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. John chapter 5. Listen to this. But I have a greater witness than that of John. This is Jesus. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, speaking of the cross, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself which has sent me has borne witness of me and said, You have neither, neither heard his voice at any time or seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in you for whom he has sent you believe not. Well, how do you know who's saved right here? If they've, whether or not they've accepted or rejected the one the Father has sent. It ain't what I say, it's what God says. It's what the Word says. You reject Jesus, you're not born again. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care how many people are there. It matters not what the name of it is. You don't, he said, you have, he's speaking to these religious leaders that are supposed to know God. They said that they knew God. He says, no, you don't. <laughs> well, who do you think you are? What does the word say? He said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, that, and they are they which testify of me, but you will not come unto me that you might have life. That's the sin, rejecting Jesus Christ. In John chapter 8, Jesus spake again unto them, saying, He said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. Again, how do you know if somebody's saved? There it is. If you're living in sin... 
running the nightclubs, getting drunk all the time, sleeping around with everybody in town, fornicating and doing things that the Bible contradicts. You're not born again. You're deceived. Because you can't live for Jesus and walk in darkness. And that refers to living in sin. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, he said, but he shall have the light of life. The light of life. That's the spiritual light that comes into the soul that changes the man, the woman, the boy, the girl, whoever. Listen to Paul's testimony in Acts chapter 26. He said, "Where as he was testifying to Agrippa the king, he said, where upon as I went, to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest at midday, O king. He said, I saw in the way a light from heaven. Boy, I think he wrote, I saw the light. He said, I was traveling on the road to Damascus, king, and I just got to tell you what happened to me. I know you're a very important man. I know you can't get any higher in authority than you are, but I know somebody higher in authority than you are, Mr. King. And I just want to testify for a few minutes about that man. And I met him. As a matter of fact, he shined the light on my darkness and knocked me to the ground. And praise God, I ain't what I used to be. And King, you can have the same salvation. You can have the same deliverance that we we have, you can have the joy, you can have the peace. Now, whether or not you want it, it's going to be on you, but I'm telling you, I saw the light. Praise God. His name is Jesus. He said, when we were, he said, we saw a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining around about me with them that journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. He said, but rise. This is what the Lord spoke to Paul. Rise and stand up on your feet for I have appeared unto you for a purpose to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which you have seen and those things in which I will appear unto you delivering you from the people and the Gentiles unto whom I now send you listen to open their eyes the gospel opens people's eyes to open their eyes listen and to turn them from darkness to light. This is what our message is supposed to be doing for people if it's accepted. Every message ever preached about Jesus Christ pointing people to him for salvation, this is what it is supposed to do when people open their heart. But if you sit there hard-hearted, there'll be no change. There will be no light. It'll, you just continue to walk in darkness. But this is what the purpose of the gospel is for. This is why we do everything we can to preach the gospel to people. To give everybody the opportunity to know that God loves you. 
Jesus died for you, but it's your choice as to whether you're going to open up, swallow your pride, and say, Lord, I need you. I need the light. You want to come out of darkness? You got to come to the light. He said to turn you from darkness to light and from the power of Satan under God. You know what that proves? Every person on the face of this earth who rejects Jesus Christ as lost without God, I don't care how good you think they are, they're under the power of Satan. I don't mean they're all demon-possessed, but they're under the controlling power of Satan. And there is no way out from under that power until you come to Jesus and he can deliver you from the power of Satan. I said he can deliver you from the powers of darkness. He can liberate your soul. Light a fire in, on the inner man like you have never seen in your life. Forgive you of every single sin. Lift the weight off of your shoulders. Change your whole world. This is the purpose of the light to take you out of darkness, praise God. couple more scriptures and I'm about done. Second Corinthians chapter 4 says, If our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world, the devil does a good job, don't he? But you know why he, you know the only reason why he's allowed to do that? Because of unbelief. Because of choices. People refusing to let Jesus come in. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. Satan knows if that heart opens up. I've seen the devil too many times down through the years fight people in altar calls that I knew God was dealing with and tugging and pulling at only to see them sit and let Satan have his way. By resisting. I want to tell you, we have a choice. You have a choice watching through that camera. You can resist or you can buckle. You can resist or you can yield. And if you will yield yourself today and open your heart, the power of God, the light of the gospel will penetrate your soul. Save your soul, change your life, and for the first time, you will open your eyes and you will see things like you have never seen them before. That's the power of the gospel. For God, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6 through 7 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is how the light comes, through Jesus Christ. Miss Grace, would you come? Michaela, would you come? I want to ask everyone to stand. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. We want to pray. Before we start any music, I want to pray. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. I'm going to ask you the question, do you know Jesus?
Is your heart right with God? Is the darkness, has it been driven out? Watching through the camera, are you saved? Are you born again? Do you know Jesus? I want everybody to bow your heads, close your eyes. We're going to pray. And I want you to search your heart. Where do you stand with God? Nobody talking, nobody looking around. Please just search your heart. Where do you stand with God? Where do you stand with Jesus Christ? Are you born again? Are you positive you're on your way to heaven? Do you know Jesus is the light lighting your soul? If you're not saved today, the Lord is telling you he loves you. If you're watching through the camera today and you're lost and you're living in darkness, today is your day right where you are. Don't move. Yield yourself and open your heart up. And cry to Jesus to forgive you of your sins. And let him come into your heart. Confess him by faith. And believe that he died to set you free from your sins. And he can save you right where you are. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that you move in this place today. I ask you to speak to people. I ask you to touch people. And, Lord, I'm asking you in Jesus' name that you would let conviction sweep through this church, sweep through that Internet. Lord, let the gospel accomplish the purpose for which you sent it, to turn people from darkness, to bring them to the light, of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, God, today that you continue to touch and deal with people as we know we're in the last days. Lord, I pray that you would open the understanding of those this morning, Lord, who need their eyes open to the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died to save and to free us from the powers of darkness. If you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord, I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up. You say, I need to know Jesus. I'm lost. I'm on my way to hell. I need to open up. And today, I need to let Jesus come into my life. If it's you, we're not going to embarrass you. We'll pray with you. I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. If you haven't made the decision to follow him today, you can make it right where you are. Just open your heart and ask him to come into your life. As they begin to sing, look, if you're here this morning, you're a Christian, you have a need. Maybe you're being troubled. Maybe you're you're being opposed and you need some strength this morning. Maybe you're being opposed this morning. You need some strength. And you're a Christian and you're struggling. You need God's help. I'm going to appeal to you this morning. Step out. Find your place in this altar. You got family members that are walking in darkness. You want them to see the light. Come and pray for them. Come ask the Lord to touch them. Ask God to convict them. Ask God to move on them. The time is running out. The darkness is getting worse. But the light is going to show up. You need to come this morning. Come. Have you made your mind up today? The world behind me. Devil, you're behind me, devil. The cross is before me. You need to pray for people to be saved. Come. You got family members that are walking in darkness. Come and pray for them today. 
ask the Lord to shine the light in their hearts today to shine the light through people watching through that camera today to open their eyes come on and praise him church let's pray and ask God to move nobody else wants to go with you Lord help me to follow you Lord help me to follow
seen the light, amen, take that light out with you and give it to the world. Come back tonight at 5.30 and be ready to have Christmas worship. You're going to be ministering. I know you're going to be blessed, so come back tonight. We hope you were blessed by the live service from Family Worship Center in Athens, Tennessee. Our weekly services are Sunday at 10.30 a.m., Sunday at 5.30 p.m., and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Watch us live online at www.fwc-tn.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or YouTube. Family Worship Center is located at 250 County Road 378 in Athens, Tennessee. Send all correspondence to Family Worship Center, P.O. Box 118, Athens, Tennessee, 37303. For more information, you can